0: And hello, welcome to the Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Christy Francesco. And my goodness, it feels great uh, to be back talking pro wrestling with all of you uh, on my terms and my conditions. And, you know, before we get to tonight's return topic, which is the Royal Rumble from 2007 uh, and my guest host of the evening, it would have been hosts, but somebody has Mm -hmm. other priorities. Um, Like, come on, man, I have two kids. (laughs) <laughs> so, and, and I'm making time for this. Um, uh, Dean's writing music and he's making time for this. <laughs> um, I want to kind of tell everyone why we are here and why now. Uh, but before we get to this very moment in time, uh, I have to take you guys back to this past spring. As many of you know, I, along with one of my best friends, Cal Barone, took the hot tag off the road, as it were, uh, went over. Uh, to the Nerd Enthusiast Wrestling Podcast or podcast channel on YouTube. Um, We were asked to be part of this new venture. We agreed. It was a joint decision to leave the hot tag pod that we created and sold our souls to a company. (laughs) Um, So we became the Nerd Enthusiast Wrestling Podcast. We had a lot of fun in the beginning. Um, The first few episodes were like a a normal routine for us, but then the pressure was put on us to become a video-only show. Problem was, um, and I stated this many times, Barone and I have polar opposite work schedules. There were times Kyle would work 21 consecutive days in a row and they would be night shifts. Meaning when I'm getting home from work, he's most likely either with his family, sleeping, or heading to work. We had to sometimes record late at night or even via Zoom. Uh, To me, video just wasn't a viable, sustainable option. for for this show. However, we pushed on. Uh the main reason this pod fell by the wayside and why the enthusiastic wrestling show went away was because my fire for pro wrestling had really burned out by late May. Uh the toxicity of the IWC had really gotten a hold of me. Um just the overall negative landscape of of pro wrestling just really for the first time ever um just made me completely just not enjoy um, wrestling overall. It wasn't an AEW versus WWE thing. Um, Just overall, I was completely just burnt out. Um, It got to me and it made me dislike what has been my safe space for 30 years, and and that's professional wrestling. Thankfully, um, I put on my big boy pants, and I've moved on from all of that. I don't even see AEW posts on social media. I rarely see negative posts um, as I've made everything uh, more positive. Um, I try not to follow many dirt sheets. I'll read certain things depending on what they are like ratings or something like that. But I I try not to read too many opinion pieces or dirt um, because I've reached a point now where I want to watch wrestling as it is. It's entertainment. It's not real. Uh, It's an escape from the real world. Uh, wrestling is ingrained in me and always will be. Now, that's why I, I've tried to shift my focus to just watching wrestling. And if I don't like something, uh, I'll talk to my to my buddies about it. Or I'll come on this podcast and I'll talk about what I don't like. I'm not going to come on here and just start reading posts from negative groups on Twitter or Facebook. And that's where the, the vitriol hatred of the product comes in. That's just not necessary. Uh, and now I give my my co-host tonight, Dean, credit. If he doesn't like something on AEW or WWE, he just won't watch it. And good yeah. on him for that. That's <laughs> that's that's where I'm at now. If I don't like it, I'm just not going to watch it. And I'll, I'll if something's going to be coming on and I'm I'm around, I'm going to turn it on. I've been watching NXT more lately. Um, I think they have some pretty crappy gimmicky characters, but I think the wrestling. And the storytelling in NXT is still supreme. And I really enjoy that aspect of it. Um, so um, now let's get you guys caught up as to why now, why I bring back the hot tag uh, full-time now. Well, I had to thank my wife firstly. We were eating dinner uh, weeks ago and she randomly said to me, I really missed the hot tag pod. I love that you do that show. And I love hearing your passion about it. Then Dean Paul Zappel, one of my best friends, a uh, good buddy for over two decades. You guys know him from the multi, uh, Multiverse Movie Podcast and uh, one of my co hosts on Big Geek Energy, the other pod that I do. Um, he kind of called me out away on, on a most recent <laughs> episode of the Multiverse Movie Pod. He didn't do it to be mean. Um, most of the time, he does things to me to be mean, but for this, it was just you know, him just poking the bear and being funny. But it was those two things that really rev my engine back up to do this. It gave it like that shot of like synthetic oil that was needed to get this engine going again. And uh, of course, you know, thank you to everyone who continued to download the show since I've been off the air. Um, now here we are today. And uh, joining me this week is, is Dean Holes uh, How are you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I'm, uh, a little, uh lethargic today I had my flu shot yesterday but uh so it was a much 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 welcome day off from work even though I took the last two days off but like I was happy I didn't have to go to work today because oh very I, nice it was one of those days where you know you always kind of feel a little tired after like a flu shot or whatever so that's how I felt today Okay, that makes sense. And the day just drug on and it was perfect. (laughs) I was laying in my room playing some video games and I was like, oh man, it's only noon. Perfect.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel you. Um, So, what we're talking about today, guys, I said at the very top of the show is the Royal Rumble from 2007. Um, The buy rate of this was 525,000, down slightly. From the five hundred and fifty thousand in two thousand six, it was the third highest domestic buy rate of two thousand seven, behind only SummerSlam and WrestleMania. So, as always, the Royal Rumble over the past like fifteen years has fallen in that third spot, most likely behind SummerSlam and Mania. Um, SummerSlam has become that number two show, Um, in my opinion. The Royal Rumble to me is still second because I just love, and you know I've always said this for years. Yeah, the Royal Rumble is yeah. the only show left in pro wrestling where you still don't know. It's it's you don't know. You still yeah. have that wonder, like who's going to show up, who's going to win. You still, it's still that pay per view to <coughs> me, where it still leaves a
1: favorite pay per view.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think Royal Rumble is still my favorite pay per view. Um, so here we go. The event took place inside the AT and T Center uh, in San Antonio, Texas. It was a sellout of 13,500 people for a live gate of $780,000, which was the fourth highest of the year. Um, The 20th Royal Rumble occurred in uh, San Antonio, Texas, the hometown of arguably um, the greatest wrestler ever, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, His buddy Triple H was out with a leg injury, a torn quad, for the second time that occurred in the previous pay-per-view New Year's resolution against uh, Rated RKO. Um, so michaels went into this match as the heavy favorite the other favorite was the undertaker who had never won a royal rumble match before up to this point um it's crazy because the two favorites were two guys in their early 40s that mm-hmm. didn't mean the younger guys you know didn't have a chance but it was just one of those matches where you had the feeling <clears throat> that sean or taker were going to get the win anyone um, hey, know
1: something funny about this pay-per-view chris yeah, I sure. don't remember a single thing about this pay-per-view except for the actual Rumble match itself.
0: A lot of people feel that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, there are a couple like, I'm, good I'm matches. Here, I'm like Batista versus Kennedy. When did this happen? Like <laughs> I am just Bobby yeah. Lashley versus Test. Like, yeah. This doesn't ring a bell at all. But I remember this because I remember Taker winning winning it. So
0: yeah. it's, um, it's it's my probably my my first favorite Royal Rumble, mainly only because of the ending, and we'll get into that. Um, but if it's not my number one, it's definitely in that top three, for sure. Um, this was also the first Rumble to feature uh, three WWE brands because ECW began... Began in the summer of 2006. So that meant there were superstars from Raw, SmackDown, and ECW in this pay per view. Um, this show was used to set up WrestleMania 23 from Ford Field in Detroit. Um, a great uh, WrestleMania for those if you guys want to mm-hmm. check it out on Peacock. Um, the typical great. It would be video. heavily but- edited. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The typical great video package started the show. It highlighted the 20 years um, of past rumbles as well as matches taking place in the show. Um, Huge pyro display in this arena. Uh, The WrestleMania 23 sign was in the building for people to point to and the fans were ready to go. Um, Let's see. We had JR and the King uh, welcomed us. Uh, The SmackDown team was Michael Cole and John Bradshaw-Layfield. I love JBL as a heel commentator in this era. He was so good so good
1: why was he wait i thought he wrestled longer than he than this
0: i think this was like right before he came back for his final stint
1: Okay. because he did come
0: back in like 2007 2008 for a little bit um yeah i
1: thought i remember him being back around this time mm -hmm.
0: uh ecw announced team was ecw uh, alumni themselves joey styles and taz Um, oh my god (laughs) love it um all right, so we're going to get um, you know right into it. The first match of the night was Hardy Boys versus Eminem, which is Joey Mercury and uh, the, the most recently released uh, John Morrison. Um, Nitro. Yeah, man. Um, the Hardy Boys won at about 15 and a half minutes. Uh, I'm going to give – I gave this match personally uh, about two, two and a half, three stars. Mercury, for those of you who don't remember, the most awful injury in the world – Mercury had a protective mask on his face after that brutal hmm. facial injury he suffered in hmm. Armageddon the prior month in that latter. Did it nearly march. kill him? It I mean, he lost so much blood. They said there was a point where they thought his eye was gonna fall out. Jesus. Yeah, it's great. Put that in your six to six weeks of horror.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, a, oh, hey, pretty... listen, I'm
1: gonna, I'm, I need a new co-host for our show now. So, yeah. <laughs> wanna, wanna everyone enjoy. talks
0: about a woman scorned, right? Like the worst thing you can do. <laughs> and if you guys check our group message from the last hour, you would think George <laughs> murdered Dean's entire family for not being able to come on the show tonight. Um, it's just like really I said funny. in the
1: group text. Consider this a divorce. <laughs> it's
0: <laughs> oh man. Um, it was a pretty good tag team match. I thought from the two of the best teams of that era, it was very slow. Good teams, yeah. Yeah. And it was, if you go back and you watch this match, it was actually pretty slow paced in comparison, but still very well done. I mean, you could clearly tell in this match that one, this is where you saw the difference between Jeff and Matt Hardy, where mm. Matt was just slow, just yeah. slow. Um, even yeah, Jeff that's could no have been respect
1: to him, but no, it's Matt not Matt was Matt was a lot slower in the ring compared to Jeff. Jeff was you kind Jeff of underrate Jeff, you know. Yeah, you Jeff was the star. actually is, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they had multiple pay-per-view matches around this time, although I wouldn't mm-hmm. say any of these matches really stood out as being a special match um that we're gonna remember forever. You know, the main story of this one was Matt uh, getting worked over the first part, and then Jeff was isolated, a hot tag for Matt, you know, no pun intended there. Um, and then went to finish, uh, the finish Soon after that, they got a few good near falls in the end, but the crowd was really into it and and Jeff got the win made sense, uh, to put an end, uh, to this rivalry. Uh, they went backstage where Rawls, uh, representative Jonathan Coachman was there, uh, along with SmackDown GM, Teddy Long, um, Kelly Kelly was there with edge Kelly Kelly, geez, in 2007. Um, Randy uh, Orton showed up to get in, nice. uh, get in the face of his fellow tag team champion partner. Uh, and they opened up their balls up, opened up the balls uh, with the paper on them. Edge said, I'll show you mine. If you show me yours. Oh, 2007. He's talking about his nuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then King Booker walked right in with Queen Charmel to deliver his famous, tell me you didn't just say that line. Mm-hmm. Um Let's see. Joey Styles and Taz talked about a historic night because the ECW title was on the line at the Royal Rumble for the first time ever. Um, so, pretty cool there.
1: Um, yeah. So, I'm reading about that match right here You have Bobby Lashley versus Test. And I'm not going to lie, uh, when I first saw that, I was like, hmm, I thought Test was dead by this point. And that's not like <laughs> me making no. a joke. I thought was- he was already dead
0: because I no, know he okay.
1: died. I know he's been dead for a long time. And I yeah. was like, huh. Um, interesting. I'm wrong. (laughs) Um,
0: it's okay. He died like literally a little over two years later. So it's not that far off.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bobby Lashley versus test. Uh, by 2009 he was. Yeah. I think he was out of the company shortly after this, this pay-per-view.
1: Yeah. I'd have to
0: check. Yeah. I'd I'd have to check. Um, so yeah, Bobby Lashley versus test for the ECW title, the winner by count out Bobby Lashley. Um, this was an awful, awful match with it with an even worse finish um I can't believe
1: it if I yeah
0: the, it. <laughs> the, the crowd wasn't into it at all um who would be bobby
1: lashley versus test no disrespect to test but this is yeah. all well past tests like uh height in the company you know what i mean this was he was a. I if i remember correctly i now that i remember he was alive um yeah. he was basically a jobber at this point that somehow got a title shot you yeah I, right? yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah i mean the the way that this this was booked, it didn't help either guy. Tess was what he was at this point. He never achieved the success uh, that I'm sure WWE had hopes for. Unfortunately, we lost Andrew Martin a little over two oh. years later. Um, but, yeah, this was just a bad match. Um, <coughs> you know, it's actually, it's actually a good spot where this match was after oh. seeing the Hardy Boys and Eminem have a pretty decent match. Um, so might as well get that, that you know, quote-unquote, let-me-up match now. Um so if yeah. I
1: remember correctly, didn't Lashley leave the company shortly after this too? Was, by, yes. by, the, by the end of the year, he was out of the company, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, because once once ECW brand died, he kind of left.
1: Yeah, because I think he went he did MMA and then he went to T. I know he was in TNA for a while. Yeah, he
0: wasn't, he was, yeah, he was in TNA for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he's back. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um. So there was a scene in the trainer's room Following the, the last test match Where there was a doctor checking on John Cena's health Due to John's injured ribs uh, Vince McMahon walked in the room And told Cena he was fine <laughs> And Cena told him he was fine McMahon said he didn't think so <laughs> McMahon told Cena that he can't See him uh, as the WWE Champion and that the last And as the last man standing McMahon wished Cena good luck And left with a smirk um, a video package uh, aired to set up Batista defending the world title against Ken Kennedy, Kennedy, uh, Kennedy won uh, the beat the clock challenge to earn this title shot. Uh, he mentioned that he has beaten six world champions and they showed, and then uh, he showed their images uh, Ray Mysterio, King Booker, Chris Benoit, the undertaker, uh, Kane and Batista. Uh, I believe some of those wins were not by pinfall, but they were still wins nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Kennedy made his entrance, leading to a pre-match promo like he always did. Um, Batista got a huge ovation uh, for his entrance as the babyface world heavyweight champion. Um, let's see here. So we got the world heavyweight championship match: Batista versus Kennedy. Uh, Batista wins by pinfall. So I actually thought, right by this time of 2007, it, you know, Batista had was like, I mean, would you he was probably huge at this point? Would you probably say, be, besides Cena? That maybe I'm gonna take, you know, Sean and Taker and Hunter out of this mix because they're just forever baby faces. Um, but other than those stalwarts, would you say behind Cena, Batiste is probably the second biggest babyface in the company at this point?
1: Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I can attest. To, I was a massive fan of Batista.
0: I loved Batista back then. Yeah. Man, he had a badass entrance, and he yeah. was just a beast, he was man. Jacked.
1: He had the buzz yeah. cut tattooed. He looked like he would just kick the living hell out of you if he uh, if he saw you in an alleyway, just because he wanted to.
0: Oh, agreed. Um, I gave this match about three and a half stars. Um, it was pretty good with Batista getting the <laughs> win as expected with Kennedy getting plenty of offense after he worked over the leg relentlessly. I thought Batista did a really nice job of selling for a big man, um, you know, which is a good story to tell since he's a bigger guy and the champion, so it makes Batista look sympathetic uh, since he was dealing with an injury. Um, there was also some controversy since Kennedy did have the pinfall uh, to win the match, but the referee was knocked down and unable to count. After the match, Batista sold the left knee. Uh, JBL was ranting about how Kennedy was screwed out of the victory. Uh, They replayed that moment with JBL saying the match should have been over and Kennedy should have won, Uh, but it doesn't matter nonetheless. Batista celebrates with the title as his championship reign continues, as he was definitely destined uh, to go to uh, one of the WrestleMania main events. Um, The band Saliva was at ringside because they had the ladies and gentlemen Theme song for WrestleMania 23. So look, I'm not the biggest saliva fan. In this era, they had a couple songs that I enjoy, but I would never say to you guys, yeah, I'm a saliva fan. Uh, ho- however, I think the ladies and gentlemen song is one of the, the greatest like wrestling pay-per-view theme theme songs because it almost fit whatever that they wanted to do as a wrestling company. I thought it was I thought I thought the song fit for as big as of a WrestleMania.
1: I don't know, you you're not a yeah, you, yeah. You're not.
0: You're definitely not a saliva guy at all. No.
1: <laughs> Didn't they also do uh, Batista's theme?
0: They they did. Yes.
1: Yeah. They, did, sure
0: yeah. they did. Yeah. They did Batista's wrong, theme. But... They've done a lot of WWE. I just re- recently realized I was doing research on saliva. I wanted to see how many songs they had done for WWE, and the reason why they've done so many is because they were signed under WWE Records. Oh. So WWE was in.
1: It was ten In, years old when I found out that was a thing.
0: Me too. The, <clears> apparently, <throat> Saliva was attached to some record company that was owned by WWE. So hmm. that explains why, you know, Saliva was able to have so many things because WWE probably that's didn't so. have to pay for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, true. So follow up after this, there was a video package for the John Cena versus Umaga match. That was a rematch for the New Year's Re- uh, Revolution pay-per-view. Cena beat Umaga with a roll up. Umaga's manager Armando Alejandro Estrada told Cena this time he can't win on a fluke because it's going to be a last man standing match. Um, John Cena got a massive pop um, as he walked to the ring uh, against uh, Umaga with a real serious look in his face. Um, this uh, The winner, obviously, John Cena. I gave this match four stars, and... I thought this was awesome that it felt like a fight from the moment that the bell rang. Um, mm-hmm. I remember being really impressed by this and felt that it elevated Umaga even in a loss. Um, I'm sure some people felt like Umaga should have won. I'm um, definitely not one of those people, especially mm-hmm. near WrestleMania season. Um, but, and that's nothing against Umaga. I just
1: yeah.
0: don't think I look at Umaga as a main event guy at WrestleMania. Um, so
1: I wanted Umaga to win. Oh, okay because well this was at the time where you were where done with Cena I just was not a fan of Cena I mean I became a fan of Cena much later on and I really appreciate his career like yeah so much respect for what he accomplished and I I, I wish I was a fan for the whole time mm-hmm. I'm uh and uh man it uh <laughs> it uh oh yeah yeah it uh it, it <laughs> makes me mad at myself for not uh for not appreciating <laughs> him really when he was full-time-hmm
0: yeah I, I mean i thought that way too like a couple of years ago um i'm like man i wish i would have appreciated john cena a lot more than i did um but you know it's it's okay now thank god for the network you can go back and watch all that stuff yeah um uh this was a great performance by cena as a babyface. uh showed a lot of heart coming back from everything that umaga threw at him and finding a way to win um you know, by allowing them to use weapons, it made the work easier for both guys, and they were able to put on a very competitive title match. Uh, considering how bad the other title matches were up to this point, um, it was really nice to see a very good match here. Uh, it also protected Umaga by not having him get pinned, um, which WWE does a lot when you're putting over guys. And, you know, if you got, if they had to lose to a guy like Cena, make sure they, they still look strong doing it. Um, yeah. They showed replays of Cena winning. Uh, with Jr. Putting Cena over for a Hercle- herculean effort that led to his victory Oh, Jr. Um, but uh, yeah, Cena was a bloody mess as he left with the WWE title, um, with the majority of a crowd um, cheering him on. Um, and now we get to the reason why we're here: uh, the 30 man. were a rumble match. Uh, the announcers for this match are Michael Cole, JBL, and a heel. Um, I'm sorry, J- JBL as the heel commentator and Jerry Lawler. Um, the intervals were about 90 seconds. Uh, as it got later on, it, it got to about a minute and 20, definitely not 90 yeah. seconds. Um, the number one entrant was Ric Flair. Number two is Finley. Um, I may be wrong, but I think these two are probably the oldest guys ever to start a, uh, a Royal Rumble match. Um, it's pro- That's probably right. It's It's got to be probably, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to go through at all 30 entrants. I'm just going to kind of hit some spots here um, mm. because things get really interesting as you get to like into the twenties and then down to the end. Philly um, knocked down flair with a shoulder tackle. Flair came back with some, you know, vintage flair chops. Um, flair avoided a limit, an early elimination attempt with a eye rake in at number three is Kenny. Don't call me Lenny Dykstra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Google it kids. If you don't know who Lenny Dykstra is. Um Uh, There's the youngest guy in the (laughs) match. Kenny Dykstra at this time was 20 years old. Um, Flair, I know. Flair worked over Dykstra with repeated chops to the chest. Uh, Finley almost knocked uh, Dykstra out, but Kenny held on. The early stages of this match was pretty slow, especially since Matt Hardy enters at number four. Um, In his sixth Rumble match already, uh, Hardy hit a side effect on Dykstra. Um, But let's see He hangs on before getting eliminated Edge is number five Immediately comes in to spear Flair and Finley Edge was an established man event level here by this point Um, Hardy gave Edge uh, a twist of fate And then Kenny takes out Matt with a close line Flair is on the floor though um, Through the bottom rope And he uh, brings in two chairs That doesn't work as Dykstra kicked the chair out Edge tosses Flair out Dykstra celebrates with Edge Edge tosses Dykstra out um, so we're going to fast forward a little bit because it got kind of, like they said, it was really slow until, mm-hmm. uh, number 23, um, the biggest pop of the night, which we talked about at the beginning was you for,
1: Kevin damn, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no disrespect to Kevin. No, Thorne. but, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was in the, the big... match for six minutes. Yeah, he was. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. I think Edge was in the match for about 55 minutes. Um, it says here 44. 44? Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'll have to go down. Still so impressive, okay.
1: though.
0: Yeah. Finley was in so. this
1: match for 32 minutes. That's insane.
0: I know. Um, the biggest pop of the night was was at HBK at number 23. They're in San Antonio. Uh, he enters uh, to the DX music instead <laughs> of his own, uh, comes in with a Luthez press, um, taking down Finley. So there goes Finley at the 32 minutes. Uh, With the clothes under the top rope Uh, Michael's super kicks The late viscera, rest in peace Um, Then everyone tosses The fat man out, like usual Um, There's a big back Body drop for Shelton Benjamin From Michael's to send Shelton out of there Um, The number 24 Man is Chris Masters, Masters didn't do Much other than basic stuff Against the turnbuckle, Johnny Nitro Is tossed out, yep (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Benoit tosses out Nitro. Um, let's see. Rated right RKO's Edge and Orton work on Michaels together. And at number 26 is MVP, uh, who can finally wrestle in his regular outfit. I guess the the burns are okay now from the Inferno match from a month prior. Um, let's see. MVP had a huge upside going into this match. I remember him being somebody that was actually getting a pretty decent push. I mean, like I said, he had that, that that match with the undertaker mm-hmm. um i think it was undertaker kane an inferno match like the month prior so you know you don't throw a guy into an inferno match just for for, for shits and giggles um yeah. let's I'm see here i i always saw i mean even now he's just so good um yeah. he's a really good manager um let's see masters gets eliminated by a dropkick kick from <clears> rvd <throat> um cole mentions rvd has made the final 6 in all of his rumble appearances um, it, let's see, 27 is Carlito as Cole notes that the four men, uh, have won that that four men have won from that number in the past more than any other number. Um, Michaels, let's see, here we go. There are 11 guys in right now. Uh, two of the final, two of the final three, uh, are Kali and the undertaker. So they are filling up for the big boys to throw out, to throw all a lot of people out. Um, the crowd goes nuts when HBK tries to hang on from almost being tossed out by, uh, by Kali. Uh, he's by far the most over person in the arena tonight. Um, the man at number 28, like we said, is Kali. Um, uh, he, you know, everybody stops in the ring to, to confront Kali because this is what they did for him uh, back then. Um, of course, they do it in a ninja style by one at a time going at the guy. Um, Kali hits headbutts on a bunch of dudes along with chops to the head with Orton and Michael selling it well. Kali chucks out Holly. Uh, the Miz comes in at number 29 and he's going right away when Kali tosses him out <laughs> in seven seconds. This is
1: prime. I hate the Miz, <laughs> yeah. I hated everyone this hated so the Miz in much, 2007.
0: <laughs> um, Kali threw out four more guys RVD, CM Punk, Carlito and Chav, uh, Chavito. Um, there are five guys left at this point. Uh, that's Michaels, MVP, Orton, Edge, and Kali. Kali with a two-handed choke slam on Michaels. The final entrant at number 30 is The Undertaker. Um, and the crowd went absolutely nuts. Um, nobody has ever won at the number 30 spot at this point, which is crazy to think. Um, and it's funny. No one's. It's been uh, 30 years now that this pay-per-view has been going on and mm. everyone wants number 30, yet only one man has ever won from number
1: 30. <laughs> I thought Roman um, Reigns won from 30 a couple years ago. Did he really? Isn't that the one uh, where the rock came out and then they were booing?
0: I thought that was the year he came out like early and eliminated a ton of people. No, that was like the next year. I have to see when he came out, if it was 30, then yeah, I'll, I'll, then, then, I'll, I'll check that. I might be wrong. Um, you're probably right. Um just but taker, six,
1: was, taker was the first to do it
0: taker was the first yeah um yeah. there are just six men left everyone's down in the ring except for kali as undertaker punches away at him the crowd is going nuts for this cheering for every punch i think people just really wanted kali out of the match um mm-hmm. undertaker punches it, him against the ropes so. <laughs> yes um taker punches him against the ropes and hits a stiff clothesline to eliminate kali who had trouble bumping over the top rope but he got it done <laughs> um Five guys left now. Old school rope walk leading to the punch on MVP, and MVP gets tossed out by the dead man. Um, The final four are Undertaker, Edge, Orton, and Michaels. Uh, Taker hitting a leaping clothesline on Edge. MVP gets a chair. Orton takes it from him, and Orton drills Undertaker in the head, uh, which busts him open. Um, Orton turns his back to Edge, who goes to spear Orton. Uh, So Randy turns uh, around to almost hit Edge with the chair. Uh, they argue RKO on Michaels, who falls out in the bottom uh, under the bottom rope. Uh, Rated right RKO goes after Taker, who, like I said, is, is just busted open, bleeding now. Um, Taker manages to overpower them, hitting all the clotheslines. Uh, there's a double clothesline here. Snake eyes from Taker to edge and a big boot. Um, Taker's working his ass off coming in at 30. He's already bleeding, comes in at 30, has to deal with Greg Khali. Uh, now he's basically taking over the offense uh, in this match until the end um Edge Spear's Undertaker just as he was about to choke slam Orton uh Michaels is still on the floor um a sick chair shot by Edge on Undertaker to the head it's the second chair shot to the head um unprotected chair shot to the head uh to mm-hmm. Undertaker in this match um They so, set hey, I, up- I don't mean
1: to uh, I don't mean to cut you off real fast but Reigns won it when he came in at 19
0: 19 okay
1: and then the next year was the year Triple H won the Royal Rumble for the title Remember, it was vacated. Yes, Triple H came in at thirty. Thirty. Okay, so
0: it's done yep. twice. <clears throat> okay, yep. all right. So it had. Okay, good. Um, I knew
1: somebody else that did it. I thought it was Reigns, but I was close because Triple H dropped above the belt Reigns that year. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Um, that was uh the year of Dallas, right? In the main event of WrestleMania thirty-two, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, this I think was, it was. Uh, this was twenty sixteen. So that sounds about right. Thirty-two. I think so. Yeah. Um, let's see.
0: Edge grabs another chair to set up take off the concerto. Michaels gets <clears throat> back up. And this is, I think, the great, the, the best moment of the night. Um, besides the, you know, the, the eight-minute five-star classic that the Michaels and Taker put on at the end of this. But Michaels gets back up under the bottom rope, back body drops Orton out of the ring, ducks a chair shot, super kicks Edge over the top rope. The crowd goes nuts, laying on the floor are the final two. Michaels and Undertaker are left on the mat. Um, Undertaker, and this is just when we're wrestling, it's just pure entertainment in like a movie. Mm. Undertaker sits up, Michaels kips up, (laughs) and they start and they do a stare down. Um, Mm. both are absolutely, you know, dead tired. Um, Taker's bleeding. Um, Michaels's Mm -hmm. balding hair is all over the place. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's all right. Uh, the crowd is going absolutely nuts right now. This is like Hell in a Cell number one flashback, you know, typical big man, little guy spots here. Corner whip, HBK does the upside down inside out on the turnbuckle. Taker charges Sean ducks, and the boot sends Taker over the top of the apron. Michaels with a couple punches, but Taker fights Sean off as they as they both get back in. A swinging neck breaker by Michaels. The final two men, um, you know, are the biggest in the history of this company um, are doing are having a full on one on one match at the end of a Royal Rumble. Um, so it's just, it's, it's just incredible to, to see this. Um, Undertaker boots Sean down. Taker goes to suplex him out, but Sean grabs a headlock on the apron. Sean goes up top. Undertaker follows and wants to toss him out of the floor. Uh, but that doesn't work as Michael punches him down. Sean ends up hitting the elbow drop off the top. Super kick, not happening. Taker uh, caught him. Choke slam hit for Taker. Tombstone, no. Sweet Chin Music knocks Undertaker down. Another prone. Um, now they're both prone on the mat. Uh, this is the longest final two-man spot in the history of the Royal Rumble. Um, uh, the longest before this was about four minutes. So this one went a little over eight. Um, Michaels goes for the super kick, but Undertaker ducks it and lifts Sean over the top for the elimination. Undertaker wins the Royal Rumble for the first time in his career. The match ends at a little under an hour, about 56 and a half minutes. Um, just absolutely unreal. So before I get to my five random thoughts of the Royal Rumble match, your mm-hmm. thoughts on, on the Rumble itself.
1: I thought it was a good Rumble and uh, I remember being uh, ecstatic when Taker won because he hadn't won it before and this was one of my favorite incarnations of Taker was like that mid 2000s, you know, when he came back as a dead man and that like five year run he had um, I loved it. So seeing him winning the Rumble to get another shot at the title at Mania if, um. Which he obviously won, of course. Um, yeah, was just was just awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, for the first time in my life, I actually got to go to a wrestling event and see him as champion. Taker. Yeah. Oh, where was this at? Uh, SmackDown in AC two thousand eight. That's freaking awesome. And he that is awesome. We uh, down at Boardwalk Hall, and man, you could see from where we were. not that that's not a huge arena, but. Like we were on the other side of the, uh, where the aisle was. So we were looking, me and George were looking straight down the aisle. And you could just see how jacked he was just from that far away. It's just amazing how incredible shape he was at that age, at that time.
0: My favorite event I've ever been to are two house shows. Mm. One, Boardwalk Hall, Atlantic City. <clears throat> two, any, any, any house show in Wildwood at the convention center. Because Mm -hmm. you're literally on top of the wrestlers Mm -hmm. and like, it's so, um, uh, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the word, but it, it, you're on top of them and you can see how big these guys are. You can feel it. Um, it's just, it, it, it's just a, a great experience instead of being in these really big arenas um, yeah. intimate. That's the way it's an <clears throat> intimate experience because you can, you're so close to these guys, you can hear everything. Um, mm. I just, yeah, boardwalk call and anything in Wildwood is always yeah. or just, I recommend anybody if whenever pro wrestling or as is in Wildwood or down the shore, yeah. You know, Atlantic City, just go to
1: it. You can get well, AEW is going to be there in a few months. Don't go to that show. <laughs> 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 just kidding. Um, no, I, I also love this rumble, this match because we got such a lot of Taker versus Michaels, who, yeah, are just so good in the ring. Together. The chemistry mm-hmm. was always just phenomenal between the two of them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Um, here are my five random thoughts about the Royal Rumble match itself. I remember going into this Rumble not knowing Mm -hmm. what to really expect. They had advertised it as the most star-studded Rumble ever, although I don't think it can really compare to the star power that existed from like the 2001 Rumble, the Mm -hmm. 1992 Rumble. Um, I think they ended up delivering up the the goods, though. All aspects of it were booked very well, with Edge being the guy that lasts the longest, that ends up falling short, Uh, Kali getting the typical big man spots. And as I will say many times, the the best final two spots in the history of the match between Michaels and Undertaker it was just exceptional um, you you can't talk about this match without talking about that end it it, it was just so cool and it was mm-hmm. just one, it's like you want to freeze that moment in time um, if you're any kind of WWE historian considering how much Michaels and Taker have meant to that company yeah. um, you know neither guy I you know I'm not out of turn by saying this this is just a fact. Neither guy is a draw like Austin rocker Hogan. It's just that they just aren't. It's true, but their longevity and their yeah. loyalty to the company and their work has set them apart from all of them.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, you know, just last week, the undertaker was public about who is Mount Rushmore is. And he said, Austin rock Andre and Shawn Michaels. So mm-hmm. when the undertaker who is the, the Clint Eastwood, the John yeah. Wayne of pro wrestling, who a lot of people gimm- consider the goat. You know, what I mean, like- and I, I told you, I consider him overall the goat of pro wrestling.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: has to be. You know, thirty years of that of maintaining that gimmick, no one ever getting tired of seeing him, and just being 6'10", 300 pounds, and moves like a basketball player. He <clears> was <throat> just. There'll never be anybody like the Undertaker.
1: Yeah,
0: um, a true once in a lifetime experience is is the undertaker um uh that's why it was such a cool moment when they were in that last two in the match lying there alone their one-on-one showdown lasted about nine minutes which is the longest of any final showdown in rumble history which i alluded to earlier Uh either guy could have won this match even though the fans wanted michaels to win it in in his hometown they cheered their asses off when taker won um and and again my my third thought undertaker like, when he's in there with the right people, like a Michaels, he's at his absolute best. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't like seeing him against the big clodhoppers like Kali or Mark Henry. He's much better with smaller guys that can bounce off him and that he mm-hmm. can work with. Because yeah. Undertaker said the, the reason why he became the American <clears throat> badass, one of two main reasons. One, he just thought that the, the Undertaker character, Deadman, had to take a break because of the attitude era and two he wanted to be the american badass because he wanted to work he yeah. wanted to bump around and move around because that's what he was
1: um he had some of the best matches of his career
0: as the absolutely he did yeah 100 I, I mean we'll i, I still that. think
1: yeah i still think his best match was the triple threat against the rock and Angle. i think, I think that's best, cool. i think it's the best match of his career that's a
0: top 10 match all time for me
1: like yeah, just favorite match, match.
0: Um, there's going to be a show that we're going to do where we're just going to cover the American badass undertaker and we're going to, people are going to be surprised to hear how many incredible matches he had um, with that. That's another
1: thing I look back on. I didn't like it at the time, but I look, you look back at it and go, man, that was a, that was the best thing he ever did for his career.
0: I absolutely agree. Um, watching those and final nine minutes <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> watching that final nine minutes with michaels was a preview of those wrestlemania matches 25 and 26 that we would get a couple years later so yeah. um pretty awesome to see the little bit of foreshadowing there as for 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 michaels you know he performed every bit at the high level um i'm sure i know for a fact that he was the wrestler of the year in 05. um uh and then he got hurt for a, a lot of the 2006 and then looked amazing as always to start 2007. Um, I, I remember some were bitching because the last two guys in this match were in their forties that are obviously not the future of the company. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're right, but at least on this night, it felt right to see Michaels and Undertaker be the ones to carry the show into WrestleMania. Um, I agree. They prove they deserve it by having the absolute best finish ever. Um, they got they are the only ones that get standing ovations and they earned every bit of it. But just to let everybody know that the only reason Michaels is in this spot is because Triple H got hurt. It was supposed to be Triple H versus uh John Cena at WrestleMania for the rematch from 22. So mm-hmm. Michaels just filled in and thank God that he did, because then we got Cena and Michaels main eventing WrestleMania 23. And it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was finishing school for John Cena. Um mm-hmm. When I saw The Miz in this match, um, there was no way to forecast that four years later, this guy would be a WWE champion main eventing WrestleMania. (laughs) So you have to give him credit for working his ass off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but I I have a lot of respect for The Miz. He's a safe worker. He's very good on the mic. Um, I mean, he actually put respectable wrestling attire on a few years later, too. So, Mm. I mean, uh, can't hate on the guy. I mean, he might not be like, the most charismatic and the most uh, flashy guy there. But yeah. I mean, he, he does his role perfectly.
0: And I will say, I mean, like, I mean, how many people work harder than the Miz in terms of also being an ambassador of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, he's sure. always a guy doing, you know, dancing with the stars. recently he has his own television show with Maurice that's successful. He's always appearing somewhere doing something representing the company. Mm-hmm. Um so a little bit of facts and opinions uh, about the Rumble match. The person that lasted the longest was Edge, just over 44 minutes. Uh, most eliminations, great Khali with seven. So my best performers were Edge. He deserves it. He lasted over 44 minutes. Um, he was at the peak of his main event powers at this point. Um, yeah. HBK, um, you know, we'll talk about this in another show future. Um HBK second run from 02 to 2010, I think is one of the best runs in the history of wrestling in mm-hmm. terms of just outright performance. Um, um, the undertaker. Outright. Yeah. And then the undertaker, he was a last man in and lasted 14 minutes, but he was absolutely on fire since he walked into the ring. He looked really healthy here, which has always been an issue for him. But mm-hmm. like, like we said, when, when he Jack, was healthy, yeah, he, he looked really he good. He was
1: fucking huge. Yeah. He looked for, for like a good four or five year period. It was just like muscles, yeah. right? C- Compared to what he used to look like, not that he wasn't muscular, but he just wasn't the best shape of his career. I think he point.
0: was at like, he was at his most cut and lean mm-hmm. during these years here. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was taking from like two, good
1: care of himself.
0: Yeah. I'm going to say from like 0, 05 to 10, he was just in just incredible shape.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the match rating, I give it half four and a half stars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I give it four and a half stars. I really like this match a lot. The whole match was well done with the finish being as good as ever. Um, And just, I thought edge was spectacular. Orton was really good. MVP was good. Um, Just a a really good Royal rumble match. After the match, the undertaker was down, um, was down in the ring, selling exhaustion. Michaels was out on the floor looking frustrated undertaker and Michaels nodded at each other as a sign of respect, as if, you know, saying good job. Um, Good shit, pal. Um, The Undertaker so, stared shit. at <laughs> the Undertaker stared at the WrestleMania 23 sign uh, that was in the arena. There was no pointing at this point. We wouldn't see that for a couple years. Um, mm. But the Undertaker did stare at it. Um, he posed in the ring with some awesome pyro going off, um, and then the show Finn and um, so overall, Dean, your thoughts on on? I know you said you haven't watched the entire show in a while, mm. but you know there was a couple decent, you know. Matches, you know, the Batista Kennedy was good. Um, the first match was was pretty good, Cena Umaga. But I mean, really, the star that anything ever anybody ever remembers from this this show was the Rumble itself. Um, yeah, I mean, I can- you- I've
1: always remembered the Rumble being a really de- a pretty decent Rumble, so um, I definitely would give the match it like four out of five stars.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> o- overall, out of um, out of 10, what do you give the overall pay per view?
1: I give it a seven.
0: I'd, I'd give it a, I'd yeah, between seven and eight for me. That's, that's a good, that's a good little spot there. Um, all right. So look, this is the, the first, um, episode back for the hot tag podcast. I want to thank everybody who's been reaching out, um, trying to get the show back on the air. We are good to go. I know Dean is going to be the first person to say, I can't wait for us to do three shows and then do it six months later. (laughs) 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 You're goddamn <laughs> <But>, right. <laughs> but that's, that won't happen Uh, Ooh. next week. Um, uh, actually, I'm going to put this show out, and then we'll see how things go next week. If we can find time, maybe we'll we'll do the second show. Um, but this show is going to go out as a precursor to uh, our relaunch, basically, um, for 2022. Um, but depending on how this show does, maybe we'll do another one uh, next week. But uh, the next episode we got coming up, I'm going to give you all a rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, of what we have coming up, in, for the next um, you know ten episodes, um, of course, like everything, card is subject to change. Uh, but this is what I have set up going into WrestleMania season. Next week will be the Royal Rumble nineteen ninety eight. That is mm-hmm. uh, where uh, it took place in San Jose, California. Um, that is where uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin won his second consecutive um royal rumble match and that led to the austin era officially beginning uh, a couple months later at wrestlemania 14 we'll talk all about uh the 1998 rumble then after that we're going to go way back in the way back machine to the rumble of 1993 one of the worst shit shows in the history of the wwf and (laughs) and the reason why i say that is because (laughs) 1993 (laughs) is like in yokozuna (laughs) 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 um it's just literally, this was a time where the <laughs> WWE, you know, at some point probably should have closed its doors for a while. Um, yeah. Just, it was not, not a good time. i um, sure the goon was in this one. So, I mean, this was, so here, the 1993 Rumble. <clears throat> Let's see. This is the matches. Doink what? the Clown and Jim <laughs> versus Jim Powers. You'll <laughs> like this one. The Steiners versus the Beverly Brothers. Yeah,
1: because uh, sh- I like the Beverly Brothers so much.
0: <laughs> Shawn Michaels against G- Marty Jannetty, um, <laughs> Bam Bam Bigelow versus Big Boss. Did
1: Jannetty win that match?
0: Uh, no, Shawn won. Oh, <laughs> <Did> <laughs>
1: uh, Bay Brett- face over. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you!
0: Um, and then, of Heart. course, the match—the match—the <laughs> match of the night was Bret Hart against Razor Ramon for the WWF yeah, that's, Championship that was a good match. Man, that was yes. such a good match. Yes, that will be the highlight of the episode, and That's then the, the winner. Only, it's the only
1: thing I ever liked it's the about that only, Rumble, only was that thing. Match. <laughs>
0: yep, Yokozuna uh, win, won that Royal Rumble, eliminating by, kick, by kicking Macho out.
1: <laughs> he, he kicked out so hard, Macho flipped over the top rope. <laughs> oh,
0: and just to so let everybody know, we'll get into that in a couple weeks. Brady Savage came in at number thirty and yeah. got eliminated by Yokozuna. <laughs>
1: Dropped an elbow, went for the pin. Yokozuna kicked out. Macho <laughs> flew over the top rope.
0: It's so good. Oh, it's so oh bad. Oh, my God.
1: Um, 1990s that, WWF.
0: Oh, so bad.
1: Um, after
0: that, <clears> we're going to <throat> talk about sh- all about Shawn Michaels in mm. 1997. So we have just right pure, pilled out of his gourd, Shawn Michaels, um, you know, with Sonny. And then you got the Montreal screw job, you got the Hell in a Cell, just one of the greatest single years of a performer. Ever, and because you have to also include the controversy. Just absolutely Mm -hmm. an unreal time. After that, we got a good one all about The Rock in 2000. So this was when Austin is out with a neck injury, and this is where we see The Rock become The Rock. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, literally took the entire company on his shoulders and said, let's go. Obviously, you know, you had help. You know, Taker was there. Triple H was a fucking amazing heel. Uh, Kurt Angle was just showing up. But this was all about The Rock in 2000, 2001. So we're going to get into that. Our top 10 favorite Raw matches. Can't have a podcast with us without a top 10 in there. Um, And then talk about a follow-up from The Rock of 2000. We're going to go to the 2001 profile of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. And we're going to take that all the way through the biggest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17. Um, And then we'll go all the way through... Um, Austin's heel turn um, In 2001 Um, After that we're going to get in the Wrestlemania Season Wrestlemania 13 Where some consider One of if not the greatest Wrestlemania Match in the history of wrestling Between Bret the Hitman Hart and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Yep we'll get into that then after that we will go to where the Austin era officially begins with the help of Mike Tyson at WrestleMania 14 uh, which we also saw the what we thought was the end of Shawn Michaels we'll we'll get to that as well it was an underrated then, WrestleMania I think it was and we'll 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 definitely talk about that yeah. um that was the height of the Attitude era um and then we'll got and then we'll finish off I'm uh, not finish off but I'm just going to end here WrestleMania 16 which they called WrestleMania 2000 so that will be Uh, So that rounds out the next nine episodes that we got coming your way. Um, Go to the hot tag podcast on Instagram. Uh, I've been very active on that as of late and getting a lot of likes, a lot of feedback. So thank you guys very much for that. Um, We're going to keep posting things there to try to get you guys um, just caught up on what's going on. So stay on the social media there Um, for other things, uh, big geek energy. We are, we're just posted our, our final show of the year just to let you guys know in case you don't know we've only got about three weeks left of the year so we're not going away for good we'll be back in a couple weeks um so big geek energy um we just got done covering a a shit ton of star wars which is awesome as we get to the book above Fett, which released a badass trailer today um so we're all over that epic multi yeah the multiverse movie podcast with dean and george um and then also eventually they will be um, bringing back Station 007 eventually. We'll-
1: yeah, beginning of year, probably. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's just no point of launching it right for the uh, holidays.
0: Right, yeah. Um, no. So, um, Dean, thank you very much, man. This was fun.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys, this has been the Hot Tag Podcast. I'm christy Francesco, and that's Dean Hall's Apple. Uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and weekend, and if I don't talk to you guys before the holidays, Merry Christmas. God bless you guys. I love you. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a good one. Be safe. Bye-bye.